Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we invite you in this place. Be with us throughout the worship service and help us to have open hearts and open ears. Give, give us your wisdom so that may we hear what you want us to hear and to do as your people. Help us to welcome your word as a living word of God and allow it to work in us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Happy Father's Day. Yeah. This is the day that when we stand on our fathers and our children's fathers' doorstep and offer them thanks and give them hugs or a kiss. If your father is in heaven, it is a day to remember him for what he had done for you and for your family. Fathers, like mothers, are irreplaceable. Fathers have a unique role to play in the life of the family. Fathers have the special call to give direction to the family and to provide the protection necessary for children to grow up safe and healthy. This is how they usually show their love to their children. However, according to psychology research, fathers tend to underestimate the power of their love, support, encouragement, and presence in the lives of their children. Often it is because they've been conditioned to believe that a father's value depends on their financial ability and on being a superhero who fixes all problems and sweeps away all heartache. For generations, these unfair expectations to have kept fathers separate from their children, even though they, they love their children. But maybe I'm sure our fathers who are in this place, you, you guys have a different story. You know how to show your love to your children. But the lack of a relationship and attachment between fathers and children often brings about some misunderstanding about the father's love. I had a similar problem with my own father when I was younger. My father was a typical traditional father who is patriarchal and authoritative. He experienced both the Korean War and the post-war economic growth in South Korea. I recall my father when he was young. He was a busy man inside and outside of the house trying to earn money. I also remember that my father brought our family on um, camping trips several times. But I do not remember him ever spending his spare time with three of us on a daily basis. Whenever he says something to me and my siblings, most of the time, it was to complain about something or to scold us about something that we've done. And he also wasn't happy to see the rest of family going to church because he was not a believer at the time. 
And sometimes he used his power to stop us from going to church. So the lack of attachment from my father caused a rift between my father and me and also my siblings. My, what's worse, this caused me and my siblings to form a deep misunderstanding about my father, that my father had no affection for us. This is how I assumed he thought about the rest of family until about 20 years ago when my sister went to go study abroad. I had never seen my father's tears before, but on that day when my sister got on the plane and left for America to study, I saw my father's first tear. He actually tried to hide his tears, but I could still see the tears in his eyes. Later, when I left for America for the same reasons, my father shared with me how much he loved three of us and how much he regretted the fact that he did not he did not express his love to us either verbally or in action. And as my story has shown, we sometimes misunderstand our earthly father's love. And sometimes our earthly father's love does not reach us simply because it's not fully expressed or they do not know how to share their love. But let me tell you something. Unlike our earthly father, our heavenly father never makes mistakes. His love never fades us, never runs out of us, even though we do make mistakes as his children. In today's parable, the love of our heavenly father is well illustrated. The parable recorded in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, is often called the parable of the lost son, or more commonly, the parable of the prodigal son. But I would like to suggest this morning that this parable would be better titled, The Parable of the Loving Father, because that is the emphasis for today's sermon. This is a parable with two parts, although we read only up to verse 20 this morning because it was too long. Yeah. So verse 11 through 24 focuses on the younger son, and verse 25 through 32 focuses on the older son. If the younger son is a refractory son, the older son, we can say he's an obedient son. Anyway, the younger son took the share of the property that will belong to him from his father, which was an unacceptable thing in their context and also in our context. And what, what he had done? He spent all of money on wasteful things. If I were his father, then definitely I would get mad at him, right? 
And then maybe I would ask him to write a long apology letter and ask him to write a place that he would pay back the money. But his father, in the parable, he does not care about the money. When his wayward son returns home, this father runs out and welcomes him with a sweet heart and gives him the best robe, a ring, and new shoes. It doesn't end here. The father also throws a party, celebrating his coming back instead of punishing or rebuking him. What kind of father can be like him? His love is way beyond our expectation, isn't it? His love is unconditional and overflowing. According to theologian Viola, the prodigal son represents each one of us who are sinner, who are sinners before God. The prodigal son's leaving home is like a human rebellion against God who does not oppose one's freedom, a will in choosing how to live. As the story has shown, no matter how simple we are, our Heavenly Father still loves us and waits for us to come back and welcomes us when we come back to Him. That is the love of our Heavenly Father. That is how our God treats us with his great love and forgiveness. Let's move on to the older son. This patient, diligent, and obedient son who did not complain that much when his younger brother took some property of his father and left home. But now this guy was unhappy. When he heard that his brother came back home and his father threw a party, he got really mad. And then, unfortunately, this guy began to distort his relationship with his father by treating himself as a slave of his father. And he said, for all these years, I have been working like a slave for you. Here. The word, the Greek word doulos, which means a slave, has been used. The older son even does not call his brother as brother anymore, but he says, the son of yours. He says, but when the son of yours came back, who had devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed a fatted calf for him. But as soon as the father heard his complaining, he came out for his first son, and he consoled him with his great love, and that the father begins to restore the distorted relationship between him and his older son by calling him Taknon, which means son. My son, you are always with me, and always all this mine is yours. This is love of our Heavenly Father. This is how our God reaches out to us with his great love whenever we are disconnected with him. 
brothers and sisters. Our Heavenly Father's love never fails us, never gives up, and never runs out on us. Today is Father's Day. I want you to feel the great love that our Heavenly Father has given to us. And give thanks to God who grants us the abundant love and called each one of us as the beloved his children. And on this special day, I wish you all to give thanks and to express your love and your respect to your, your own father and your children's father. Let us pray. Oh, gracious God, we thankful for your great love. By your love, we are saved, we are forgiven, and we are blessed and loved. Help us to share the love that you have given to us, to our fathers and our, father, our friends and families, and express your love and our love to respect our own fathers on this special day. Thank you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.